0: Hello, everyone. What's babbling? This is Psycho Babbles with Miranda and Lauren. Except Lauren probably will not be saying anything during this episode because she is not here. Yeah, she's not here. uh no, this is episode forty-eight, which is a review episode, and I said I'd be doing those ones by myself because they're so boring. It just so happens that Lauren is in the room with me, so she not
1: not here.
0: Yeah, so if she has some comments, she can chime in, but otherwise, I'm going to try to get through this pretty quickly um also this was a unit that lauren was not actively here for (laughs) um so actually a lot of this might be new to her yeah because you missed unit seven and unit eight i did those ones with jj Mm -hmm. and my mom so this will be new to her but review for everyone else hopefully Um, I don't have a script again, so forgive me if I go through this pretty slow. I'm trying to get through it pretty quickly because, again, it's a review episode. So if you're just confused about anything, go back to past episodes and listen to them because that's the best solution. Um, So anyways, the first episode of Unit 7 was The Emotional Contagion. And what this was is basically how our emotions are influenced by the emotions of others and it influences how we feel, and how we express our own emotions. And um, I'm trying to think of anything else that was important from this episode. Um, That was pretty much it. We just talked about what the emotional contagion was. And so it's just like how our emotions are influenced. And then the next episode, episode 38, and the second episode of Unit 7, we related that to social networks and how – the internet, like how our emotions can be influenced through our social networks online. Um, and we talked about here the the whole, um, the way our friends can influence us in general. And so this was the obesity topic where we talked about how um, if your friend is obese, you're more likely to also be obese because of like the social network, Um Again, to get that part, just go back and listen to the episode, but that was just in general. So then it was like, well, how are we influenced online? And the answer is found through the emotional contagion when they did this study about um, seeing how posts online, either positive, negative, or like just a mix of them um, influence our own emotions. And here they did find that um, the emotional contagion does occur through online social networks. If you see a lot of positive things, you're more likely to be positive on the internet as well. If you see a lot of negative things, you're more likely to be negative on the internet. Um, So yeah, it's definitely there. Um, It's also a little scary because it's showing that our emotions can be manipulated through the internet. And so like social media companies can manipulate our emotions. Um, So a little scary there. But I guess if you're aware that your emotions can be manipulated, maybe you can prevent it. Just a theory. Um then moving on to the third episode of unit 7 which was episode 39 we talked about social support online um and this is where JJ and I had that long conversation about Percy Jackson and who our godly parent was um that was a fun little little rant um but the main point of this episode was postnatal mental illness internet forums and how women can feel more supported online um They can be in a community that understands them, that supports them, and they can be more likely to look for help with their postnatal mental illness. Um, They also did find some negative results for this, as in, like, um, there's no moderators. So women go there to feel less judged, but moderators or lack of moderators mean that people can just make whatever comments they want, and this can lead to... Judgy comments and no moderators are going to be there to delete them. Um, and this can really have a negative effect. Um, there's also the fact that these forums don't help everyone. And oftentimes women don't realize that it may have a negative effect on them when they go and try it. But for them, seeing so many other women going through the same thing just makes them feel worse about the whole situation. Um, but in general, social forums like do prove to help a lot of people and it just allows people to connect with others who understand them and um also eliminate stigma. So uh, let's just move on to the next episode, which was episode 40. Um in this one we talked about cats. So what a jump from postnatal mental illness to cats. Um But this is the episode we started with JJ because he likes cats. And so I had to convince him to do the podcast with me. And this was the episode that got him to do it. And so here we kind of answered the question of why the internet loves cats so much. And my favorite theory was the one about us, like, getting back at cats. I think that was the one I said was my favorite one because cats are jerks. Because my sister's cat is a jerk. Um... So I think it's funny that we like to post cats doing embarrassing things as a way to get back at them, especially since my cat, my sister's cat, likes to attack my dad's plant in the middle of the night when I'm trying to sleep, and because I have a hero complex, not really, um, but I care- Savior complex? Savior complex, right? I thought it was called a hero (laughs) complex. A savior complex. I feel like I have to save the plant, but it's actually just because I care about my dad, um- and it keeps me awake, and it's really annoying, so I have to, like, chase her off. But anyway, there was also another one that I think I would have probably came up with, came up with which was the cat conspiracy um, and how they're just trying to take control over us and eventually we'll be zombies subject to the cats. But go back and listen to that conversation if you're curious. I think JJ's was the fact that they're just cute. Um, or the dogs are desperate one. I can't remember. You can always go back and watch the episode, or listen to the episode. Um, Then we have episode 41, and this was about the science of happiness. I had this conversation. This was the one where I recorded it first with JJ, and then my mom, I decided, would probably be a better person to talk about it with. So I think the one that's uploaded is the one with my mom, and not the one with JJ. Um, And so my mom and I had a nice little conversation about the secret to happiness, and this is basically saying, like, ch- like we can synthesize our own happiness. If, like, we can convince ourselves that we're happy with our choice, then that's the same as being naturally happy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so my little word of advice, my secret to happiness is don't worry about the outcome and whether or not you're going to be naturally happy. Like, instead, just realize that you have the capacity to create your own happiness So don't be constantly trying to chase it, just know you can create it. Um, And then we also talked about um, how being happy can lead to more productive work. So this one we were saying, um, what were we saying? It's the happiness advantage. So that like when we're happy, our brain is more productive and more successful. But there was another main point here. What was, oh, changing the formula. Um, so instead of like doing work or thinking that we have to be successful in order to be happy, we should already think that we're successful, and that and do things that we are happy with. I think I said that wrong. Let me rephrase that. So the 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 formula right now is we do things that we think will make us happy. And then the, this really like stresses us out. So instead we should think already we're being successful and already think we're happy and then we'll be more productive and just all around happy. So change, change the formula, be happy. You can synthesize happiness. Don't worry about natural happiness because it's all the same basically. Um, and so then we moved on to episode 42. This was our halfway episode. Oh, wait. Was Lauren here for this one? Because remember we sang, whoa, we're halfway. Okay, Lauren was here for this one. Um, this one we were talking about, um, student boredom. Wait, that's crazy. I think, did we pre-record these ones? Did I confuse myself? Sources of motivation. Oh yeah, okay. I literally confused myself because I already uploaded these ones because Lauren and I recorded them and then I went back and recorded the rest of the episodes with my parents or with my mom. So Lauren was here for these episodes. And so, yes, this was student boredom. And here we talked about um, how students have always been bored in class. And that it's like nothing new. Students get distracted all the time, that kind of stuff. And then we kind of just discussed, like, the sources of boredom. So why people become bored. And for this... It was stuff like, uh, stuff like expectations versus reality, um, like you think something's going to be really fun and then it's not, so you're kind of let down. Um, you're home alone with nothing to do or you're in like a slow stimulation setting with limited opportunities, such as like waiting for the bus. Um, there's just nothing interesting around you to do, so you get bored. Um, the sudden drop in activity level where you're doing a lot of exciting things for a long amount of time and then suddenly you're not anymore and you're just bored because obviously you've been doing a lot and now you're not, so boredom. And then how that relates to students is like, again, the expectations versus reality where you come to college and you think it's going to be this grand old time and it's not, so you get bored. And then also engagement with like professors where they don't really make the effort to engage us. They kind of just go up and lecture. So students get bored. Um, And that leads into the next episode, which was about the laptop debate and how a lot of teachers think that laptop use causes distraction because they thrive off of like eye contact and nonverbal responsiveness, such like nodding the head. Um, But the statistics actually show that laptop use is very helpful Um, And it doesn't impede on the performance of a student. It doesn't impede on the performance of a student around, like, the students around them. Um, Some students do go off task on their laptops, but it's not as detrimental as a lot of people think. Um, And there's just, like, other, other reasons that we get bored in class, not necessarily the laptop use, you know? And so, like, my take on this was that they should think about ways that they can change their teaching rather than expecting us to change for, like, for them because times are changing, so, like, they should adjust. Why do we have to adjust? That kind of stuff. And also, like, their biased thinking of laptops being detrimental or distracting um, can hurt a lot of students because they're students who get accommodations, and through those accommodations, they get laptop use. There's also students who like to sit in certain parts of the room. And so, like, if they're forced to a certain section, it can cause anxiety or, like, just overall just be annoying. And it's like, okay, well, if it doesn't really harm the student's ability to learn, then, like, why are we getting rid of it, you know? Anyway, uh, the next one was, oh, binge watching. yeah. We recorded this one because Lauren loves binge watching. Um,
1: Watch me watch all Superman movies tonight.
0: All Superman movies? You're going to be up till like, midnight. Those movies are long. They're long. You'd (laughs) be up past midnight. How many Superman movies are there?
1: Well, including the Batman versus Superman. Oh, I
0: I've, I, I think I've only seen Man of Steel.
1: I've only seen one Batman movie. Not Batman. Uh, Superman movie a long time ago. And I was don't it remember Man which, of Steel? I don't remember which one. Oh, movie. I would say
0: I've only seen Man of Steel. I remember
1: him like, being in like the North Pole or something. North
0: Pole.
1: I do it was somewhere cold. Or at least it looked cold.
0: I Yeah, I only know Man of Steel. I, I remember certain aspects of the movie, but I don't think I could explain That's them funny. to you. Yeah.
1: Let's watch the Justice League.
0: and Who's in that? Oh, but, like, I haven't the seen very it.
1: End.
0: Oh, I saw parts of the one where he's like dead apparently, but he comes back to life and he's like evil and out for bad. Yeah, Batman. that's
1: Justice League. I
0: haven't seen that one. That's the only part that I've seen is when he comes back yeah. and they're like, what, at his great or like it's a memorial memorial I that's what i was going i don't know yeah that's the only scene i've seen sorry i'm getting you off track oh yeah Continue. sorry so binge watching yeah so this is like why do people like binge watching and these are reasons like it's fun it provides community it's culturally culturally accepted fomo people don't like missing out on stuff uh we just want to happen or find out what happens next oh also availability if it's available to us we'll watch it Binge watching, gotta love it. Um moving on, we're getting closer to the end. Um, these were we went to sources of motivation because the theme for unit eight was motivation in the internet. Um, and here we just introduced what they were. So there's social, which is like achieving social affiliation, biological, which is like activating our senses, or like maintaining homeostasis. Uh, there's also, there's another one that I, oh, stimulus response, which is where, like, obviously there's a stimulus, and then you respond to it, then there's cognitive, which is us, like, trying to make a decision, or, like, learn information, and on the other side, there's cognitive, which is trying to meet a personally identified goal, and then we have affective, which is you want to feel good, you don't want to feel bad, so you're motivated to do things that make you feel good, and then spiritual, which is, like, our motivation to increase our understanding of like our purpose in life. And just like wanting to connect ourselves to the ultimate unknown. And so then we ran with this one. And we talked about um, my internet motivation diary. And this one exposed me, my mom thought it was hilarious, because we were at the library when I was doing this. And I don't think I started with the list 20 things. And I don't think I started doing homework until like, the 16th thing it was just one thing after the other I was getting distracted and I was like oh guess what I did and she's like have you gotten the homework yet and I was like nope definitely have not um so that was a pretty good episode I thought it was funny um I'm not sure other people would think it's funny but I bonded with my mom so that was fun um and then we get to the last episode which was oh this was a review of skills That I wanted to develop over the course of this semester. Um, And we kind of talked about my semi success. That was the big word there semi success. I was semi successful in most of these. Um, Like, I realized that I'm more creative than I thought I was. I don't know if I developed it. I just realized I was creative in certain ways. Also, taking initiative. I don't think I gained that skill. I think I just realized that I'm better at taking initiative than I thought I was also one that I definitely didn't develop was making decisions I cannot make decisions still I still overthink um oh organization that's the one that I'm the most proud of I think I've become really organized why are you laughing because I'm not
1: organized I just got a new video on my tiktok guess what it is
0: is it 100 something versus
1: It's one super Cleopatra versus one million ostriches.
0: What the heck? Why do you keep getting those? They're kind of good, though. I thought you were laughing at me saying I'm organized. No, and just, I'm like...
1: I just want to call super this Cleopatra.
0: Is. Oh, my God. But, yeah, in general, uh, my Google Drive is really, really organized. My room, I can't say the same thing. But, like, still, I'm going to count it as a win. Um, there's another thing, too. Asking questions, I've gotten a little better at. But, again, it depends on the situation. But little improvement is still improvement.
1: The caption is, the history channel at 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh, my God. Dude, sometimes if you leave it on and then you wake up and you just have no idea what's going on. Like, it's crazy.
1: Dude, I don't know if she's going to win this one. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> um,
1: firing, like, fireballs. Okay, I'm almost hands. done with
0: this episode. Um, then we have digital fluency, which I guess I've developed because of this class. But I don't know. Also, three strategies. This was also a semi-success because I was really good at working ahead in the class material. Now we're at the term project that I'm desperately trying to finish. Um, so that was a bit of a, lo- a loss, but semi-success also. Then the next one was working on the course six days a week, which I also didn't do because I spent so much time like doing multiple assignments in like one day, so I didn't really have to be working on it six days a week. Um, so semi-success again because I was working ahead. Um, and then double checking my work. I double check my work anyway because of anxiety. I don't like to repost because I've made a mistake, especially since we can't delete it. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> I choked on my own spit.
1: If you care, Cleopatra beat the um the one million ostriches.
0: Oh she did? Good for her. Slay Queen. Yeah. Literally. Um, but yeah, so that was it. A lot of information, as always, in a review episode, but yay, all done. Okay, bye.
1: This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by...